Good evening, everybody. It is the start of the Road to Green Bay and the Girls State Basketball Tournament. It begins here tonight for these two teams, Independence Gilmanton and the Olivastrom Cardinals. And we are bringing you this game tonight from the G House <laughs> the in G Gilmanton. House. The old high school gym, the, the gym that the Gilmanton Panthers back in 2001 started their road to the state tournament in Madison at the Kohl Center yep. that year, and ultimately they brought back home the gold ball. And, Butch, I, I think I was telling you and I was I was telling uh, Coach Zilla of the Indies that one of my favorite things about going to the gyms and going out to the fields and stuff to do these games is stopping and looking at the, at the trophy case. And that was the first ever state championship for Gilmanton High School. Yeah, and it was quite an accomplishment because I think their enrollment was under right around 40 kids that year. And, uh, you know, most of the schools, even in Division Four that they were in at that time, were tremendously bigger than them. But they had a group of young ladies that really played ball together and uh, had a good year the year before. They were uh, Three of them were juniors when they won the state title, and they uh, had a real good season their senior year. But it was one of those years when everything fell into place. Rachel Becker was the standout for that oh. uh, Gilmanton Pirates team. and uh, Panthers, Panthers. Uh, Pir yeah, Panthers. I said Pirates, <laughs> didn't I? And, and her daughter is on this Indy Gilmanton team. Yep. And we'll talk about that a little bit with, uh, you know, with the coach, uh, you know, with Coach Zilla when we get to the pregame show. But, you know, on the way over here, you were talking to me about this gym, and I have never seen it before, <laughs> and talking about Hoosiers. And you want to know something, you walk in here, and it's true. Uh, hopefully we don't have any fans that just walk out onto the floor like they did in Hoosiers. Ah, I haven't had uh, that happen But yet. Uh, I was reading a proclamation that they received from the state legislature after that, and it talked about how they defeated Elmwood 57-45 in Alma in Plum, and Plum City in overtime in the regionals. So they yep. had to play a sub-region then, too. Beat Eau Claire Regis, and I'm sure Regis was not a pushover either. Nope. And Clayton in the sectionals. And then it says, the Panthers, in true Hoosiers story, Edge Randolph 49-45 in the semis, and then went on to beat Pecatonica 58-50 to to bring home that gold ball. And you and Marty. Well, I didn't. I wasn't helping Marty at okay. that time. I attended that you game. You attended the game. I, took my daughter down yeah. to watch it. Um, maybe I did help Marty. Maybe I, I can't even remember. But I, a cute story. You talk about that Pecatonica Argyle team that they beat. Yeah, we. It, I did help Marty because Marty and I stopped at a Culver's. And I'd say no plug for Dave Culver's, whatever. <laughs> but we stopped at a Culver's on the way back on exit 126. And we had three people from the Pecatonica Argyle fan section come up. And they couldn't believe the support. They said, we've been told that the school has, you know, 45 kids and the town is unincorporated. And Marty goes, yep, yep, yep. And she said, there were seven or eight different schools, Letterman's Jackets, all cheering behind Gilmington's bench. And she said it was just unreal yeah. to see the support they got. Yeah, it is just uh, phenomenal. I, I love tournament time in, in any sport, but I got to be honest, Butch, tournament time in basketball has no equal. Um, you know, the road to Madison or Green Bay and all these teams starting zero and zero and anything can happen and anything could happen tonight. And we'll be back with more of the pregame show right after this. We're going to hear from both coaches. You're listening to Girls Tournament Action on WH. We're back on the pregame show. It's girls sub-regional action tonight as the Libestrom Cardinals visit Independence Gilmanton. The game being held in the 
old Gilmanton High School gym. So that's kind of exciting. Joined now by J.B. Grangard, head coach of the Cardinals. And uh, J.B., honestly, uh, what I've heard what I've heard from opposing coaches is that your record's really deceiving. You guys are a lot better than five and seventeen or whatever the regular season record was. Yeah, we're uh, we've lost a lot of games by four points, uh, five points, six points, and a lot of those have been due to free throws. And so. Uh, I feel this team is a lot better than what our record indicates, and um, uh, I, I'm excited to get out there on the on the floor tonight and, and maybe show that a little bit. Clean slate, everybody's zero and zero. You win, you you play on, you lose. Season's done, and you start thinking about spring sports or whatever. Um, tell me how that you know plays into you know a, a young team that's maybe struggled a little bit to put wins on the board. Um, fresh opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we've talked to the girls a lot about how, you know, it doesn't matter uh, at this point if you were 5-18 and 18 or 18-5. and five. Um, The game starts 0-0, records are 0-0, and you can make your own destiny. Um, and a lot of it has to do with belief in yourself and the way these girls show up and practice every single day. Um, they haven't stopped believing in themselves. Uh, they know they're a young group and that they've got room to grow. Um, and, and they haven't been getting down on themselves. They keep, continue to bring it every single day, and I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, the, the young ladies that they've become over the course of this season. Uh, what has held you back from winning some of those close games this year and, and maybe having a little bit better record? Mostly it's our free throw percentage. In the games that uh, uh, we've lost by eight or fewer points, if we would have shot a reasonable, even a, a semi-respectable free throw percentage, it would be completely different. Um, their last count, um, looking at stats, there were eight wins on the table that uh, a 70% free throw percentage would have won us. So, um, you know, you go from five and 18 or whatever we are to, uh, you know, 13 uh, wins and you're a completely different team. And I think that's probably why some of the coaches are saying what they're saying about us. Um, we're, we're not an easy out because, uh, you know, the, the games that we've lost have been close ones. Right. Um, again, I've had a couple of your games this year and what I kind of remember is turnovers. I think it was close to 40 against Mondovi and 25-30 against Alma Center. Um, have you done a better job, you know, recently with cutting down on the turnovers? Yeah, we, we really have. Um, you know, we were pressed a lot earlier in the year. Um, we have different things that we can go to now. Girls have developed more confidence. Um, Mondovi was the first game that we went up against a 2-2-1. Um, uh, Alma Center Lincoln, we were... Uh, down three girls that game that uh, would have been some primary ball handlers. Um, but yeah, the, the girls have just developed more confidence the more they've seen pressure um, uh, over the course of the year. And, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's always a, a fine line between play, playing aggressively and playing your style, but then also making sure you're taking care of the ball and valuing possessions. You played uh, Indy Gilmanton once this year, I believe. 50 to 38 uh, was the final Indy Gilmanton on top. But I was told you had a halftime lead of a point or so. Um, what do you remember about that game, and uh, what do you got to do to stop Indy Gilman to and win? You know, from what I remember of that game is, uh, yeah, we were tied or up um, at halftime. And we hit a dry spell in the second half where we just didn't score for a while, and we never recovered from that. But we played really good defense, and until we had to start fouling at the end, and they hit their free throws, that was a, like a six to an eight point game. Um, so the girls are the girls are 
um, not intimidated by being a 14 seed playing a three seed um, because they have familiarity with this team. They know what they did against this team. And they also know that they were down two of our players that, that game as well. Um, so now being at full strength, they're eager uh, to have another opportunity to play them and uh, see where it shakes out. But that being said, John Zill is a heck of a coach. He's got a great team. I have a tremendous amount of respect for uh, his program and what he's done over the years. So we're not anticipating that this is going to be a walk in the park at all. Yep. Uh, from uh, girls head coach, J.B. Grangard. Best of luck to you in the Cardinals tonight. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here. And we'll be back with more of the pregame and the sub-regional game between Andy Gilmanton and Oliva Strum right after this. You're listening to High School Basketball on WHDL. And we're back here in Gilmanton at the G House for tonight's sub-regional game between the Oliva Strum Cardinals and the Indy Gilmanton Indies. And uh, you know, Butch, it is the gym is filling in here. There's it is. Not, it's not like there's a lot of seats, but every one of these is going to be packed. And we're up on the stage, <laughs> and they're seating up here, too. Yeah. So I just, I love the old-school retro feel here. Uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, this Gilmanton team, as we talked about, won a state championship in 2001. And, you know, with enrollments being what they are, um, you know, fortunately, you got a couple of good, you know, neighbors that yeah. can come together and uh, put a program put together. Put a co-op together. Yeah, it was really essential this year, especially with numbers of, uh, to have that cooperative and they're, they're learning to play together. And I think that was part of it at the beginning of the year. It wasn't like they were all new girls to basketball, but a lot of them hadn't played with each other. So it took a few games to get comfortable with each other. And as young as they are, they seem to be improving. They've got uh, six freshmen on this squad. Yeah. So that's youth. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting game. Uh, you want to stay tuned for probably about 13, 14 minutes away. The opening tip, we're going to step off for a quick break, and then we will be back with Indies head coach John Zilla. You're listening to Girls Tournament Basketball Action on W8. And we're back here on the pregame show. Playoff basketball tonight. Independence Gilmanton hosting the Levistrom Cardinals in Girls Tournament Action. And joined now by Indies head coach John Zilla. And John, um, you know, one of the favorite things I, I like to do when I... Uh, do a ball game is, you know, look at the trophy case, you know, try and soak in some of that history about, uh, you know, things. And out in the trophy case here in Gilmanton is that gold ball from 2001, your first year of coaching, but you were co coaching for Indy, and you said you played them, uh, Gilmanton, a couple times. What do you remember about those matchups that year? Rachel Becker. <laughs> she was an outstanding ball player for the Gilmington Panthers back then. It was my first year coaching, and unfortunately, we had to play them a couple times. And I think they took it to us pretty well, and it was just fun watching them on the tournament trail. And the whole town got behind them. I remember that. And just a great experience for those girls. And now Rachel's daughter, Anna, is a freshman on our team. So comes full circle. Does that make you feel old? Yes, it does. Extremely old. But I'm young at heart yet. Talk about the season you've had. 17-7 uh, overall, 11-2. Uh, good for second place in the Dairyland Small. Uh, did the season, regular season, measure up to what you were hoping for? Yeah, you know, it was funny because on the WIS Sports and the papers, we were picked for last in the conference. And, I mean, we just had a young ball club. I think we only have one senior and one junior on the varsity team. And I thought, you know, expectations, if we can get to a 500 record or better, that would be great. And we started off slow, obviously, I think two and three, two and four. But 
the girls really improved during the year. They bought into a lot of stuff, and they were really committed, and they did a fantastic job, and I couldn't be happier with our season. I noticed you have a 9-1 and record in the last 10, so you definitely uh, hitting uh, hitting your stride as the season uh, regular season winds to a close and the playoffs get going. Yeah, I think uh, defensively we've been playing really well. We do a, a number of different things on defense, and uh, we get a lot of our baskets off transition, off turnovers. Uh, when we have to go into the half-court offense or get to the free-throw line, that's been our struggles this year. For some reason, we've really struggled at the free-throw line, so I hope that doesn't come into play tonight. Uh, talk about the leaders offensively and defensively on your team. Uh, you know, who, you know who's really st- uh, stood out this year? I think on, on the offensive end, Arabelle Nisley has been our leading scorer, but she's not the only one we go to uh, – Nora Shank and um, Makaya Scow also averaging double figures. And then inside, the Dano girls have done a very nice job of passing out of the post. And they've both had games where they've scored in double figures. And Addison Prinjinski, our other starter, she's been in double figures. So I think we've had either six or seven girls scoring double figures. So it's more of a balance. You know, Arabelle's at 13. We got a couple at 10, one at seven, another at six. So a nice balanced attack. And on the defensive end, I mean, Nora, I think Nora Shank leads the conference in steals. And Addie Prinjinski's been our shutdown defender. We usually put her on the other team's best player. Facing an Oliva Strum uh, team that's very, very young. Uh, they've had a long season, 5-17, and 17, I guess, their overall record. Uh, you played them once, beat them by 12. Uh, what do you remember about that matchup, and what do you got to do uh, to uh, come out victorious tonight against the Cardinals? We played them the first time. I believe they were ahead by one at halftime. And I know they were missing two players, and we were missing Addy. I think both teams got hit with a bug back then. But it was a, a very good ball game. Olivas Jum's record is misleading. I watched a number of their games, and they could have beat Arcadia, Osseo, Blair, I think Whitehall. You name it, they could be above 500 team. They've just ran into some misfortune with some injuries, haven't had everybody healthy. So it's going to be a heck of a game, I think, here tonight. Well, everybody's starts with an 0-0 record uh, beginning tonight, and you got to win, what, four or five games, depending. I guess the teams that are playing in the sub-regional tonight got to And we are back here in Gilmanton. Dave Carlson and Butch Lama were moments away from the start of this sub-regional girls tournament game between the Indy Gilmanton Indies and the Olivastrom Cardinals. And, folks, just to set the scene here, this is a small gym. And I, the basketball court is regulation. But the stands and the stage come right up to You're the right edge there. Uh, in fact, there's going to be some people with their toes into the court tonight. And uh, I, I am sure it's just a matter of time before a ball ends up in our faces <laughs> or somebody ends up in somebody's lap down in the front row. There. I think it's the only gym in the area, Dave, that still has the restraining line. And for those of you that aren't familiar with that, is they have the full court, like Dave said, but the court goes almost to the edge of the bleachers and the walls. So there is, I believe it's a two-foot red line that goes all the way on the inside. <laughs> and when you take the ball and bounce, the coaches will tell you, have your heels on the inside of the black line. And yep. then once you pass it, you're automatically in bounds, and the defense can't cross that red line yeah, guarding and, you. And, of course, uh, at both ends of the court, uh, heavy padding uh, for those runouts that end up uh, against the wall. Here's the starting lineups for tonight. First, for the visiting leaves from Cardinals under head coach J.B. Grangard. 
freshman, Avery Glenn will get the start. She wears number zero. Number five, Avea Swiefelhofer, a freshman. Number 10, Annabelle Howie, a senior. Number 20, Annika Skaug, a senior. And another senior, Cassidy Coxling. So tonight, even though they've got a young team starting three seniors, and for uh, Independence Gilmanton, it'll be Arabelle Nisley, Addison Pronsky, Nora Shank, Cassidy Dano, and Kaya Skaug. It's actually Kulig starting for the uh, Cardinals. All right. Not uh, Howie. So we are, like, ready to tip it up here. The ball is in the air. Controlled by the Cardinals. Quick attempt by Cox. And we've got bound. Ball is on number 10. I believe that's uh, Addison Kronchinski. That'll be her first team first. And the first free throw up and good for... Avea Sweefelhofer. Cardinals. One nothing lead. Five seconds. Make it two as she hits that free throw. And again, Coach Grangar said that is the key is, is getting some more free throws. They've been in some really tight ball games, and those missed free throws will kill you. And on the flip side of that, Coach Zilla said that they can't those which they've done. Nora and now we're going to see Independence get to shoot free throws. Yeah, Nora Shank puts up the shot, missed. But she gets fouled and she'll go to the line. Balls on number five of Aya Zwiefelhofer. That's her first, team first. First attempt up and up and but that boy, the arc on that one was a rainmaker. Thank you. And in the battle of three, it's two to one. Lever Strum. 14 seconds in here. Second one. Rainbow's in, and we're tied it to 16 seconds into this opening half. Pass goes to Coxlean, puts it up and in. Cardinals back on top, 4-2. Oh, it in time. Good by Cassidy Dano. Nodded at 4. 17-22 left. Opening 18 minutes from Gilmanton High School. Cardinals now down in the corner to Kulik. Kulik, three-point miss. Rebound to the Indies. Trying to run with it is Nisley. Now they'll hold it up. Scow over to Nisley. Pronchinski with it. Scow surveys the field, passes it back to Shank. Point attempt, thought about it was Pronchinski. Now a layup missed by Dano. Cardinals route and running here. And he's playing a good deep zone defense here. Three, from what I can tell. Cardinals passing it around the perimeter here, looking for a cutter. And now the chance of defense from the Indies crowd. Inside feed to Annika Skaug. And she's fouled. Balls on number three, Arabelle Nisley. That's her first team second. Cardinals finally found the open person in the lane, but immediately fouled. Cardinals will inbound. And now an errant pass from Abeo Sweep over and a turnover for the Cardinals. That's the other thing besides those free throw misses that has uh, bit this team this year, the young Cardinals. 
yeah. is the turnover bug. I think 40 in that game I saw him against Mondovi and 30 or so against Alma Center. Number one, Medea Brown comes in for Kulig. Brown, a freshman. Indy's ball. Again, they're trying to probe and that a little bit. Some defense and turnover for the Indies. They return the favor. You watch uh, number zero, the uh, Avery Glens, of only a freshman, but she's the, the core of this, the Cardinal team. And, immediately, and there we go with the uh, yep. restraining line already causing a turnover. Not much room to uh, maneuver here. And she stepped inside the red line to receive the pass. And but, uh, it's going to stay with Cardinal's you. offense goes through Glens. And here's a shot attempt in the lane by Nisley. Missed. Got her own rebound, and that was a real errant shot. Cardinals now on the attack. 4-4, 15-39, left in the opening half. Inside feed goes to Glens, immediately swarmed by two defenders. Now they get it back inside to Glens. She'll kick it outside. Three-pointer on the way, and good by Cassidy Coxlean. Indian ball. Ronjinski dribbles top of the key. Swings it left side to Scow. Scow warmed and now almost a turnover. Arabelle Nicely comes back as the possession stays with the Indies. Driving the lane is Maxine's Makaya Scow. And that's going to be a block on the Indies. Who did they get? Bush? On the Cardinals. On, we'll see on the who. Cardinals. Oh, number five, that is two quick fouls on Avea uh, Swiefelhofer. She's an uh, integral part of that offense for them. Three minutes in, and we've already shot a lot of free throws in this one. Micaiah Skaug, or Skaug will get two. First one up, and oh, oh rims around and out. That one took the uh, journey around the rim. Number two, which is Avery Spanberg. And uh, number 22, which is Elizabeth Nordstrom, is in for the Cardinals. <clears throat> Second free throw from Scow. In the air, and it is no good. Rebound to the Indies. Nisley. Arabelle Nisley kicks it back out for the three-point attempt. And misses. Rebound to the Cardinals. Cardinals trying to push the pace here. Indy's back defense. They'll swing it over to Badea Brown. Now back high to Glens. Started by Shank. Now they get inside. Glens, nowhere to go. Three-point attempt on the way, and no good. Rims it out. Scowled with that shot. Indies back down the floor. Driving to the basket was Pranchinski. Missed. Cardinals all the way back down the court here as Spangberg was going to the basket. And no call, no foul. Just a turnover as number, she loses the handle. Number 21, Shauna Dano in for her sister, uh, Cassidy Dano. <clears throat> Shauna only a freshman. Dano girls 
for the Indies. Bringing the ball down the floor is Shank. She'll swing over to the right side to Prunchinski. Back top of the key nicely. Side feed goes to Dano. Back outside, three-pointer. Make that a two-pointer by Arabelle Nisley. And 7-6, Oliva Strum. 13-37 left. Three-pointer on the way by Medea Brown. That's good. Lead up to four for the Cardinals. As they try to work inside, missing is Sean Pino. Cardinals with the rebound. Head up the floor is Annika Scout, top of the key. Inside feed goes to Glenn's, almost loses the handle. Now does. Turnover as Annabelle Howie checked that Edison punch. Stole the ball away. Coach Zillow talked about her being their best defensive player, didn't he, in the pregame he did. show? Yeah, he sure did. I wrote down on here. Top D for Addison yeah. Prunchens. Indy bounding under their own basket. The feed goes to Shauna Dano, who loses the handle, then gets tied up. Possession arrow, keep the ball with the Indies on their own end of the floor. Prunchinski will inbound the ball if she can find somebody. Has to hurry there. Shank puts up a shot. I believe. Turnover goes to the Cardinals. Bringing the ball down the floor is Avery Spangberg. Bounces it off the foot of Nora Shank. And the Indies will keep possession here. What do we got? Just uh, out of bounds? Yep, I believe so. Skull back in for Glenn's. Glenn's getting her first uh, rest here in the half. Again, not room to inbound the ball either at either end of the court or on the sidelines. They get it high to Shank. Now a three-point attempt on the way, missed by Scow. Rebound to the Cardinals. we make a few of them the last time we had the Indies on. Spangberg met at the top of the key. <clears throat> Looking for a pass, she finds Scow. Now back over to Spangberg. Spangberg almost loses the handle. She is Blanketed by Nora Shank for the Indies. Ball went off the foot of one of the Indies. Runs to get a very long rush. She's back in. <laughs> It'll stay on this end of the court, right in front of us. Number 23, Cora Gunderson in for a sophomore, in for the Cardinals, for the Lewis Cone Cardinals. Top high pass to Coxlane. Scout. Three-point attempt on the way by Glenz. Misses. Indies with the rebound. Pushing the pace down the floor. Up and missed by Nisley. Rebound. Go to the Cardinals. Indies quick back on defense. As Cassidy Coxlane will bring it down for Oliva Strum. Left side to Glenz. Almost tipped away. Number 25, Taylor Zilla in for the Indies here too now. Shot up and good by Medea Brown. Makes it 12-6, Oliva Strum. 11.30 left here. Opening 18 minutes of play. 
from Gilmanton High School. Shank going to the basket and she's going to be fouled. Called by zero Avery Glens. That'll be her first team third. Um, <clears throat> Brown has really given the Cardinals a spark. You're coming in and hitting that long three and now uh, uh, layup. She's got five points here already. Long well, on the way and missed by Pranchinski. Rebound to the Cardinals. Looking to tack onto that six-point lead here in the early going. Glenn. Coxlane out tipped away. Both girls were going for it at the uh, Indies end of the floor. We're going to get a foul. Foul is on them. And see who he called that on. Call that on one of the Cardinals girls. Number 23, Gunderson, her first. Team fourth. 11.07, left here in the opening half. 12-6, Oliva Strum over Independence Gilmanton. Looking to rebound. Three-pointer on the way and good by Makaya Scow. Cuts the lead to three at 12-9. Oliva Strum. I didn't watch the clock, but they'd gone quite a while without scoring there, hadn't they? Yeah, they sure had. Cardinals. Now another turnover. Almost. Now they're going to retrieve the ball in the backcourt. It was tipped. Scowl got a hand on that one. Cassidy Coxlane brings it up the floor. Gunderson. Gunderson looking for a pass. Stolen away by Micaiah Scow, who will drive all the way to the basket and misses it. Cardinals with the rebound. Glenn's bringing it up the floor. Driving to the basket. Puts it up. Misses. Rebound to Scow. And here come the Indies. Nora Shank. She'll get fouled as she passes the ball over to Nicely. I think they called an offensive call foul on Shank. Wow. Number 12, Nora Shank with her first third team foul on the Indies. So Avery Glenns will inbound the ball under the Indy Gilmanton basket. Uh, Nisley takes a break. I think that's her first break as Pronjinski came in for her. Annika Skow will bring the ball up the floor. Now Skow, right side for Sweeflehofer. Inside feed goes to Spangauer for Spangberg. Misses. Spangberg gets the rebound. Cardinals doing a good job with the ball movement here, trying to pull the Indies out of that zone B. Another turnover as they try to work it inside the Medea Brown. Indies working against the Cardinals on their own end of the floor. Ball in the hand of Shane. Top. It's a two-long two-pointer for Addison Franchinski, and it's 12-11 Olivastrom as the Indies fight back here in this opening half. 9-8 play. Hart. Nice Get pass. it inside to Brown, and she lays it up and in. 14-11 Olivastrom. Franchinski thought about a three. Gets it inside instead to Dano, right? Cassidy Dano with a Cassidy second Dano basket Dano with the basket. And the lead is back to one. Indy's doing a nice job, as you said, Butch, after a little bit of a drought. 
Inside feed this time goes to Brown. That's off Brown's knee, I believe. Yeah, I thought that. We had a pretty gone. good view of that when it was about <laughs> about 10 feet from us, Dave. I thought that might have gone off of Taylor's Zilla, but uh, the officials saw it differently, as did you. And it'll be another turnover for the Cardinals. I'm not keeping track. That is eight turnovers for the Cardinals. Right, you are keeping track. Uh, Independence only with one turnover. They're getting their shots. They're just, just not shooting a high percentage. Kind of a rarity. We got both of the Daniels at the time. usually uh, go in and out for each other. Indies with a chance to take the lead with a basket here. Throw it Instead, away. they turn it over, bringing it down to Spangberg all the way to the basket. Now she kicks it out, and Glenz will get the ball. Drives to the hoop, puts it up. No good, but she's fouled by Cassidy Coxlane. Actually, uh, Shauna Dano, right. number 21 right. for the Indies, her first. Shauna Dano. Fourth foul. team foul sending Glenz to the free throw line. Pretty sure Glenz is their leading scorer, and she hasn't scored yet. Play help as somebody walks to their seat. And of course, to walk to your seat means walking on the floor. First attempt by Glenn's is up good. Avery Glenn's After getting uh, quite an infusion to the uh, Cardinals offense, takes a seat. Kulig back in for her. Second from Glenn. No good. Rebound to Scow. Scow pressured in the backcourt by Carson. Results in a turnover. And the Cardinals will have the ball back with a two-point lead and 8-13 left here in the first half from Gilmanton High School, Liebestrom, on top of the Independence Gilmanton Indies. Scow will swing it left side to Spangberg. Spangberg working nicely. Now top of the key. Send the ball back to the right side. They switch the court up. Three-point attempt. No good. Rebound by Scaug. Ball goes off uh, number 23, uh, Cassidy Daniel. There stays with the uh, Cardinals. Gets it to Spangberg. Top of the key to Glenn's. Now back to Spangberg, working against Dano. That one's going to be white, and that'll stay on the Liebestrom end of the court. Cardinals in under their own basket. Brown back in for Spangberg here, freshman for a freshman. Freshman coming in for the Indies. 15-13, Oliva Strum leading Indy Gilmanton. 7.29 left. Opening half. This regional, sub-regional tournament opener. Kulig. Her first points. Went right up with it. Two-pointer by Arabelle Nisley. Two at 17-15. Liebestrom with and the ball. Swinging around that perimeter, looking for the open player in the lane. Andy Gilmanton in a tough man defense here. 
outside feed. They find Medea Brown. Goes up, but is fouled. Yeah. The second on number 21, Shauna Cassidy. Fifth team foul on the Indy, sending Brown to the line. Yeah, Brown. Get two. Nothing but oh, that. Yeah, good. Freshman. First taste of playoff basketball action. She drains both the free throws. The lead is 19-15 for Levis Strum. Comes back in for Kulig, I believe. Yep. Nora Shank will fall over the timeline. Mike Lenz. Nora Shank will be followed as she drives the lane looking for the layup. I believe I the foul is on 21. Uh, Cassidy Cox, Lynn, they that's her first. call that a shooting foul. Yep. I thought she might have got fouled before she got the fifth team foul. ball in the air. Or Shank with three throws coming. First is up in the air. No good. Shank with arching free yep. throw shot. Here's where the that is the third missed free throw for the Indies so far. When you're down by four, that's a big deal. Second is up Got in the air. Got too quiet. Oh, she dreams. <clears throat> that's the lead three. The lead and the ball. Cassidy Cox lane. Defenders now timeout by the Cardinals. 19. Strum with the lead. 621 left in the opening half. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to High School Basketball. Back here in Gilmanton, and that Donna Mays ad is making me hungry. (laughs) It's good food there. I've eaten there. It doesn't take much to make me hungry, but, uh, yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to have to check that out. 1916, Oliva Strum with the ball and the lead here. Cardinals will inbound it. Annika Skaug working against Shank. Inside feed and a turnover by the Cardinals. Here come the Indies. Inside feed, wide open, and good for Cassidy Dano. That's the lead to a single point at 19-18. They found her when she's been open under there, haven't they? Yeah, they sure have. Now the inside feed goes to Medea Brown, misses it. Rebound. Oh, that was a quick whistle on the tie-up. The arrow points to the Cardinals, so it'll stay under the basket here right in front of us. Perhaps tied up just for us. I think she got both hands on it is the big thing, I think, why it was called that quick. Cardinals got to inbound it, beat the clock. Medea Brown, three-pointer on the way, no good. Rebound comes to Pronchinski. Long court, up-court pass to Nisley. Now they'll slow it down, reset the offense. Scow, right corner, three ball, missed by Pronchinski. Battle for the rebound. Gunderson, Gunderson will come away with it. Glenn's over to Coxley. Now Coxley double team, looking to pass it away. Instead, stolen, and now poked away almost by the Cardinals. And they're going to get uh, 
They're going to get Cassidy Coxley for just a little bit too much contact. I think she aggressive. got away with the first one. Yeah. Number 21, Coxley, with her second personal 16th ball. So the Indians will be shooting free throws the last 5-13 of the half. Coxley is not going to be denied trying to get that ball back. Coxley actually takes the seat here now as Spangberg comes in for her. Indies will inbound it. Would this be their first lead of the game if they score here? Today? I believe it would be. Shank drives down the lane, kicks it back out. Indies will reset. Scow, left side. Now back to Scow. That turnover. And going to be a turnover for the Indies. Had the chance to take the lead. Instead, they turned the ball over. 4.52 remaining in this opening half. They had Dana open underneath there for a split second. She's really doing some good positioning. Cardinals with the lead. They find Medea Brown underneath. Oh. Misses it. Nobody around. Rebound. Spangberg. Spangberg. She puts it home. The lead back to three at 21 to 18 for Oliva Strum. And now driving to the basket and going down hard. Nora Shank. She, pound, she bounces right back up. But there will be a foul. I believe it's on number 23, Cora Gunderson. That would be her second, team seventh. Morris Shank will get two. A high arching free throw stop. <laughs> Rainbow free throw <sighs> back iron miss. Gunderson out for Zwiefelhofer. Zwiefelhofer already with two fouls. They've got three girls with two fouls here, they being the Cardinals. Second free throw coming from Shank. Up and good. Back to a two-point deficit. 21 to 19, 428 left. Opening half. Oliva Strum with the lead in the ball. Stanford. Side and now kicked by Shank. Medea Brown trying to make a pass. By she had a girl wide on the other side. It was the right thing to do, but just uh, it was a quick foot by somebody in a white jersey there. Like a goalie making a kick save. <laughs> yeah. Spangberg and Cassidy Dano. Spangberg goes inside. Pass Glenn's. Glenn's after now a three-point attempt on the miss by Scout. He's Driving basket is Shank. She's fouled. Two more free throws. We have seen a lot of free throws. That's a big foul. That is the third personal foul on number five, um, Avia Sweefelhofer, and it is the eighth team foul. Shank, right to the free throw line. This one up in the air, high miss. Just a little bit off to the left on that one. Go in for Cassidy Dano, and Avery Halama is in for Addison Pronchinski. Well, oh, that's how you say that last name. That's how you say that last name, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll straighten you out on that. <laughs> Next door neighbor. Second free throw. Shank also misses left. Rebound goes to Avery Glens. Here again tonight as they've missed six out of ten attempts so far here in the half. Scout working against Shank. Shank got 
got it. Now slapped it away. Turnover goes to the Indies. Driving down the Makaya Scout. Hit the side of the backboard. Away with it. Two-point lead and a chance to tack on this trip down the floor. Glenn takes steps. Tied up the long two-point shot, then decided she was going to try to drive baseline. And right just, idea, took just a step. Yeah, took a step before the ball hit the floor. And there's the shout chance of you can't do, do that. that. Coming from the section just to our right. Shank. Three-point attempt on the way. Missed. That was kind of an awkward rebound. Shank now put Shank back. gets the putback, and it's tied at 21. First time we've been even since the opening tip. 3.04 left in the opening half. Trying to get the ball inside the Sweeplehofer, fouled by Micaiah Scow. Her first team, sixth. So now the Cardinals will be shooting free throws the rest of the way here with 3.01 to go in this exciting first half. Tied at 21. No pay for the blackjack here. Glenn's has the ball poked away, and then it's tied up. Arabelle Misley uh, was the one who forced that tie-up. And then Halama and Avery, uh, Glenn's tied up. Shank gets a break here as Addison Pronjinski comes in. This is the one bugaboo besides the uh, free throw shooting for the Cardinals is that they are prone to turnovers. Cardinals are doing a good job. They're five of six from the line so far here tonight. Side feed and a nice turnaround basket by Shauna Dano. And the Indies have their first lead of the night at 23-21. Beefelhofer inside feed to Glenn's, puts it up, no good. Scow with the rebound. Trying to grab that with some authority, didn't she? Indies with a chance to build on their lead and said we'll turn it over and now a tie-up. And that ball will go to the Cardinals. Sweeplehofer uh, got tied up by Shauna Dano. And the Cardinals will keep the ball on the, or will get the ball on the alternating possession. Cooling in for uh, Zwiefelhofer. Zwiefelhofer was playing hard there, even with three fouls. Kind of, kind of well, it's a close game, but I was kind of surprised to see her in there battling that hard with those three fouls. As we predicted, not an empty seat in the house. No. On the floor, probably about 10 or 15 empty seats up here on the stage. I think that's because they don't want to sit by Butch and me. No, that's good, dude. Medea Brown feeds the ball baseline, and now a shot up in the air. No good, but oh. Brown gets the rebound, and she's fouled. I think that's going to be Nisley second. Arabelle Nisley with her second team. He said that seventh. was in the act of shooting. Brown oh. will get two. Medea Brown with nine points here so far tonight. First one is off the front of the iron, no good. She's got nine of their 21 to this point, Dave. And she came off the back, too, yep. right? She had started some games earlier in the year, I think. Second one from Brown is also no good. How often do you see that? The first one was short, the second <laughs> one was just a little bit long. The third one should be just right. right. <laughs> Shank out. Out high, working against Glenn's. Drives the lane, kicks it out. Back to Scow. Oh, move. 
magnificent hand layup. And it's 25-21, Indies. Little bit of life coming out of this Indies crowd here. Oh, Brown foul. gets the ball and immediately fouled again. Makaya Scow, number 24, with her second team eighth. So Brown with nine points, trying to make it 10. As he said, free throw before last was short. This one should be just right, huh? Ooh, it did look good, didn't it? We did jinx it. It looked like it was good about the first uh, 14 feet. Is it 15 feet from the line? Cassidy Dano in for Shauna Dano. Dea Brown, another free throw up and coming. And it is no good. Shank with the rebound. Long outlet pass. Now they'll slow it up. Pronjinski eyed up the three, decided not. Now the inside feed goes to Dano, and she puts it up and in, and it's a six-point lead. Indies. That's the biggest lead for either team. I think uh, Cardinals were ahead 12-6 to six was the biggest lead they had. And now we're going to get... Oh, we're going to get a tie-up here. Avery Spangberg lost the handle on it. Turn over to the Indies as the arrow is their way. Taking the inbound underneath the Cardinals' baskets, Pronchinski. Shank will walk it up over the timeline here at some point. There we go. Now she crosses. She's about eight seconds. (laughs) You know they're aware of that. Sometimes you got to kind of wonder. Missed by Dano. I think she was looking for contact, and there was none there. Rebound goes to the Cardinals. Glenn's. Scowd. Turnover on the inside. It now steps by Makaya Scow. That'll be a turnover for the Indies, and 33 seconds left. The Cardinals will try to chip away at that six-point lead that the Indies have built. Zilla in for Nisley, and Dano in... For Scow. So we got Zilla, Dano, and Dano across the back line with uh, Kronczynski and uh, Shank on the front line for the Indies, de- Indies defense. Scow with the ball. Gets it over to Nordstrom. Now back top high to Glenn's. Scow, 17 seconds left. Glenn's trying to find something to pass to. Turns the ball over. Under 10 seconds left here, and that's an over and back. Well, they call it travel, but... Take your pick. Yeah. Referee's choice, but it was a turnover nonetheless. Shank got one foot into the forecourt, and then I think stepped backwards. Maybe she wasn't all the way into the forecourt. Four seconds left. Medea Brown with the ball, bounces it off her foot, and that's how the first half is going to end. An exciting one here from Gilmanton High School as the Independence Gilmanton Indies fall behind by six, but then rally to take a six-point lead at the half. We'll step out for a quick break and then be back with the halftime show right after this. You're listening to Girls Tournament Basketball. Back here at the G House in Gilmanton, Dave Carlson and Butch Halama, where the Indy Gilmanton Indies hold a 27-21 lead over the Oliva Strum Cardinals at halftime in this 
girls tournament sub-regional game. Butch, you got the stats. Yeah, we do. Let's start out with uh, visiting the Levistrom Cardinals. They were led by Medea Brown with nine off the bench, five for Cassidy Coxlin, two each for Aveas Wiefelhofer, Eliza Kulig, and Avery Spangberg, and running out the scoring with one was Avery Glenn's, and that's pretty big because I think Glenn's is one of the top scorers in the conference this year, and she was held to one free throw here tonight. They were 5 of 10 for 50% from the line, committed eight personal fouls. Zwiefel-Fallhofer does have three, Coxlin and Gunderson off the bench with two each. The big one that you pointed out with your interview with Coach um, Grandgard, 17 turnovers by yep. the Cardinals. Now looking quickly at the Independence-Gilmington Indies, they were led by Cassidy Dano with eight, six for Nora Shank, uh, five for Micaiah Scowl, four points for our Arabelle Nisley. And two each for Addison Pronjinski and Shauna Dano for their 27. <clears throat> they committed, uh, or they were four of 10 from the line. So 40, neither team really doing great from the line that way. They committed eight personal fouls. Uh, Nisley and Scow starters with two off the bench. Shauna Dano with two, so nobody in serious foul trouble. And here may be the biggest deal of the game. The Indies only have six turnovers. 27-21, the Indies with the lead over the Cardinals here at the half. We're going to step out for a commercial break, and we'll be back with the second half right after this. You're listening to High School Basketball on WHTL. And we're back here in Gilmanton. There's the buzzer ending the halftime. And buckle up. Got another 18 minutes of basketball. It's a tournament game. Both teams 0-0. Zero zero. Anything can happen here, Butch. You bet. Hey, Jason Mollis is another one of our great sponsors at Mollis Insurance. They're right at the Holton Building in Whitehall. Right on Dodge Street, stop in and see Jason for all of your insurance needs. He's an independent agent. He can get everything taken care of for you. And thank you to all of our sponsors. Great listeners. Huh? You bet. All year round for bringing you high school basketball on WHT. And here we go with the second half. The Cardinals get the uh, uh, the ball. Avery Glenn's bring it down, trying to force it down on the baseline. Knocked away. Sweeplehofer, top of the key. Over to Glenn's, almost loses the handle. Cardinals are going to have to take better care of the ball here in the second half. I think half. that's the big thing. And, and as you say that, they turn it over. Another turnover for the Cardinals. The Cardinals got to keep it close in the early going. You don't want. I don't think you want to let Indies get a couple basket here and get a bigger lead than what they have. Again, the Indies finished the season strong, nine and one as Nora Shank drives right down the lane, puts it up and in. Eight-point lead for the Indies. Opening minute of the second half. They get the ball down low. To and another turnover. This is something that Coach Grandgard just can't be happy with. They got it down to Kulig on the baseline. Nowhere to go. And they're giving it to White. We can't call this one, Dave. We're only <laughs> about 90 feet away from that one. That's right. Uh, the guys in the striped shirts are a whole lot closer. I guess we got to believe what they said. Indies with the eight-point lead. And the ball. Side feed. Too strong by Castino. Rebound goes to Glenn's. She brings it down. Swings it right side. Coxlean surveying the court. Back on top to Hopper. Now a three-point attempt on the way by Glenn's. Deflects off the rim. No Cardinals with the rebound. Now they lose it. 
Here come the Indies trying to press the advantage here. Whoa. Nice block by Ava Avea Sweefelhofer that, on the shot by Shank. With three fouls, that was kind of a dangerous a play, bit. wasn't it? Yeah, high risk, low reward. She didn't swat, here. though. She held her hands up, though. I think that was a, I think it was clean. I really do, but it was Francheski a dangerous. finds the cutter. Arabelle nicely on the inbound, but can't get the shot up. And change of possession. Nicely It'll stay tied here up. with the Indies. Nicely tied up as soon as she got that ball on the inbound feed. Maybe the shortest one on the court, but she got in there hard on that offensive rebound, didn't she? Pronchinski looking for somebody to pass it to. She's got to get it in. Goes top of the key. Nicely over to Scow. Scow drives oh. it in. Left-handed put up and good. And the lead is 10 at 31 21. Scott went to the hole with some authority there, didn't she? She sure did. As soon as she got that ball, she was not to be denied. Nice pass. Cooley couldn't not hold nice it. nice enough. Another turnover for the Cardinals, and they're starting to pile up, and we're going to get a timeout. 31-21. Indy Gilmanton with the lead back right at only two timeouts in that whole first half, Butch, but J.B. Grangard calling an early one here trying to settle the Cardinals down. Uh, we got a, a score here. Our good friend Jacob Stahlheim at halftime, it's Blair Taylor 37, Alma Pepin 27. Blair Taylor's on the road. They are the higher seed there, so that's a little bit of an upset. I think it was a 10-7. And you wanted to do oh, a shout-out to one yeah, of the Yeah, to Jason Molas again. Great insurance there right on Dodge Street. Kulig took the bench here, and I did not see who came in for her. Uh, Brown, I believe. Indies will bring the ball down the court. Nora Shank walks it across the timeline, met out there by Glenns. Down to Prunchinski. Now cross-court pass, three-pointer up and no good by Nisley. The ball ends up almost in Butch's hands. I caught one during the halftime. Yeah, you kind of saved the laptop there without a catch. <laughs> Inbound goes to Annika Skaug. Skaug will walk it up. Again. Tries to feed it to Sweevelhofer. Stolen by the Indies who give it right back. Lens. Cross-court pass. Now they're going to slow it down. Skaug finds Medea Brown on the baseline. Now they get three seconds three second on Weeplehofer. So if it's not one turnover, it's the next. Boy, they the haven't even gone three minutes, and that's the fifth turnover here in the second half alone on the Cardinals. This is just something that Coach Grandgard's got to be frustrated with. Yeah, they're going to have to cut that down and in a hurry if they want to stay in this one. Indies with the ball. Shot it in the air, no good by Nisley. Rebound goes to the Cardinals, trying to cut into that 10-point deficit. 15 minutes left here. It's 31-21 Indies. And another turnover as we're trying to get the ball inside to Glenn's. Now they get it inside to Dano. Cassidy puts it home with some authority. Now she's in double figures. I believe she's the first player in either side in double figures here with 10. And that's the biggest lead of the ball game. 33-21 Indies. Another turnover by the Cardinals. And a nice block on the other end by wow. Sweepelhofer denying the shot by Pranchinski. That's two times she's came down and really uh, made a great block. But with those three fouls, Coach Kravgak's got to be going, oh. Madison Pronchinski inbounding it about three feet in front of us here. Probably can hear us talking. Goes top of the key to Shank. Shank yes, turns it over. Pick. 
Back the other way comes Spangberg. I think it was flipped out by Nisley. Ball will stay with the Cardinals. No lack of action here in this ballgame tonight, is there? Nope. Exciting tournament opener. Zilla in for Scow here. 25 for 24, sophomore for sophomore for the Indies. Levistrum, when they're playing at their best, can play with anybody. A few things for them to work on. Brown. I think they're going to be a force. Adea Brown with the long two-pointer missed. Back come the Indies. They get it inside. Dano misses it. Rebound and a tie-up. Jump ball goes to the Cardinals. 14-10 left here in the second half. I'm not insinuating Independence Gilmington should slow it down, but they seem to almost be forcing a couple shots here, don't they? With that big lead, I don't know what's necessary. Oh, and that's almost an over and back there. We got a hold on Shank. Yeah, she was. She had just got into the front court. And that toe was dangerously close to touching the center line. Second foul on number 12, Nora Shank. First foul of the half, period, with almost four minutes in here. Lenz will take the inbound. And now we'll get a turnover. Butch. No, that was off of Zweifelhofer's uh, look. As the game has worn on here, I've started to realize what you were talking about with that red line. And uh, that's, I mean, that's the only way you can do it. Yeah, you have yeah. to. That's that close. And we've only had one. The Cardinals had a turnover very early in the game on the restraining line uh, error. But uh, so far, since then, nothing on either side. Indies with the ball. Left to the scowl. Now back up top. Scow with the ball, swings it over to Shank. Scow try to go baseline instead, pulls up and takes the shot. Ball out of bounds to the Cardinals. On the miss. You know, Dave, Levis Trump hasn't scored this half. I just realized that. It was uh, 27 to 21 at half. You are correct. Cardinals looking for this half by the Cardinals who have the ball. <clears throat> Scout lost her dribble there, so she had to make a pass. Up Spangberg. Spangberg working against Pronchinski. Pronchinski pokes it away. No turnover as the Cardinals get it back and backward. Now it's over. Here comes Annabelle Nisley. I think she was fouled before. Gonna, they're going to call a carry on her. Oh, okay. I thought something looked kind of okay. janky with her dribble there. Number 23, Cassidy Dano in for Zilla. Cardinals Avery Glens will inbound the ball in front of us. Scout will walk it across the timeline. Inside feed, they get it to Gunderson. Nobody, no way to get off a shot. Instead, a three-point attempt comes from the outside from Adea Brown. Miss, and the Indies with the rebound. Down the court, they come, and just missing it is Pronchinski. She thought she was bumped, but there was no call. Cardinals with the rebound. Down by a dozen, a dozen minutes left here in this second half. Cardinals got to start cutting into that lead sooner rather than later if they want to stay in this one. 
Oh, with the ball. Thought she had a shot, but not. And now a three-pointer from Glenn's is good. Her first basket of the game. First points of the half for Oliva Strum. Cuts the lead to single. And we'll get the time off. It's 24 Independence Gilmanton. Lead over Oliva Strum. Back right after this. Back here at Gilmanton High School where the Indy Gilmanton Indies lead at 33-24 with 11-25. Left here in the second half. Opening night for both teams and for girls basketball around the state as the girls tournament gets underway. The road to Green Bay starts here. To the rush center. In a hurry to get to the rush. Indies with the ball. Working right in front of us here on this oh, end of the nice. court. Now a steal by Gunderson. She stepped right in front of that one real nice. Nine-point deficit. Whoa. Oh, almost losing the handle there. And Nicely recovered by Spangberg. Pronjinski bumps her, so that'll be Addison Pronjinski's second. Third foul on the Indies this half. Cardinals back with a single digits deficit. Yeah. A couple of three-pointers could quickly cut oh, into that. Oh, very quickly. And almost stepping over and over and back, scout on the inbound. Spangberg working now. They'll swing it left side. That's Skaug. Cross-court pass goes to Gunderson. Now top of the key to Glenn's. Glenn's nowhere to go. And now they try to find Brown oh. on the baseline. Sails it high, and that's going to be another turnover for Oliva Strum. Zwiefelhofer in for Spangberg, and we've got Nisley back in for Cassidy Dano. Ronchensky will inbound the ball. Shank will walk it up. Gwens meets her. Crosses the timeline. Working at the top of the key. Now she drives the lane. Tries to get up a shot. No good. And she ends up with the ball. Oh, then throws it away. Yeah, that shot by... uh, Shank didn't have much of a prayer there. It was very wild and off the mark. She has ways under the basket. Yeah. Now Glenn's working top of the key against Prunchinski. To Gunderson. Swings it right side. That's Skaug. Back up high to Sweefelhofer. Cardinals doing a good job moving the ball around here. But they throw it right into... You said it just too quick, Dave. Right into the hands of Shauna Dano. Cardinal, or Indies, oh. back the other way. Missed by Dano. I think Gunderson got a piece of that one coming from behind. Cardinals again with a chance to cut into that nine-point deficit. Top Indies defense. The Indies have a little bit of height down there, and they do very, you know, hands up and out. Yeah. That was off of Shauna Dano's hands out of bounds. Stays with the Cardinals. Cassidy in for Shauna Dano here, the sisters. 9-17 left here in the second half. The home team, the Indy Gilmanton Indies, with a lead here at the blocked. And now going to the floor. Who was that? I think it was going to be on number 24. 
Micaiah Scow, that'll be her third and the fourth on the Indies here in the second half. So this could be a factor. The Cardinals, no fouls yet this half. And no. the Indies with four. Awful long time to that ball in. They just beat the five-second clock. Doing a great job of plugging up the middle of that court. Oh, a big one. That's going to be the fourth foul on number 24, Micaiah Scow. It's only the fifth, but it's the fourth on Scow. She's picked up two quick ones here in the second half. Zilla in for her immediately. Nordstrom in for so, Gunderson. So perhaps a chance for the Cardinals here. Yeah. they got to take advantage of the opportunity. And the first thing is they can't beat themselves with the turnovers. Yeah, yeah. Seems like every trip, every other trip down the court at least. Glenn's with a three-point shot. In the air, missed. One goes off of Nordstrom on the rebound, and it'll be a turnover. Indies with the ball. We're inside of nine minutes now. We played halfway through the second half. Indies still nine-point lead. Looking to tack on. They can afford to run a little clock here. They don't have to force the action. There's a reach-in by Glenn's. That'll be her second. That's only, like you said, Dave, that's only their first foul here in the second half. Now, this is where not having fouls could hurt you if you're trying to get to the Indies, you know, to have to force them to shoot free throws. you got to foul six more times to even get them to the line. Foul was called against Glenn's, but, you know, Shank kind of lowered the shoulder seeking that contact, yep, and she got the call. And traveling call on the Indies. They're already at six turnovers this half which is all they had in the entire first half. Cardinals again with the ball and a chance to cut into that nine-point deficit. They just have not been able to get any quality shot attempts off here. Now Swift-Upper will drive the lane, misses it. The rebound pulled away by Shank. Up the court, that one goes off the foot of Brown. Here's where I think Coach Zilla is shaking his head. You've got the lead, ladies. You don't need to take risks pass like that. Nice now they pass. Under the basket. Nice reverse layup. And the lead is seven for the Indies. Brown reaches double figures at 11. Cardinals scrapping back here. I think they're on a five-point run here. Five-nothing run. And now we're going to call a jump ball here. Pretty quick on Possession that arrow will keep it with the Indies. Again, she reached in and got both hands on it. Whoa. And all you got to do is is tie it up for a, for a moment. Nice try by Skog. She stepped <laughs> out of bounds, and I'll take it. Coach Zilla goes, no, wait a minute. It's white ball. Franchinski will take the rebound here. Indies working towards the basket, which is right in front of us at what I guess would be the, what, north end of the uh, yep. gymnasium here. Shot up and missed by... Now we go to the black. Good battle underneath, but... Cardinals with the possession here. We've seen nicely in games where she's hit a couple of them, and I'm sure that's what they'd want now, but with that seven-point lead, the Cardinals are still in this. A couple of quick baskets, like you said, Dave, and they're right in this. Glenn's looking for the pass. She will find 
Coxley, right side. Glens, top of the key, puts up a three, and it's good. And the lead is down to four at 33-29. Just under seven minutes left here in the second half. Don't go anywhere, folks. I think we got a foul here on number 20, Annika Scowl. That is her, Scowl, her first, only the team's second. Cardinals on a 7 nothing run here. And it sends uh, Micaiah Scow to the line. We got a 30-second timeout here. 33-29. Indies with the lead. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to High School Basketball on W. And we're back here at Gilmanton High School where the Indy Gilmanton Indies have a four-point lead, but the momentum has been all Cardinals here the last couple of minutes, Butch. Yeah, they've scored uh, eight straight points here. It was 33-21. to 21. Independence jumped out to that 12-point lead. Actually, the Cardinals, I think it was, what, five or six minutes into the half before they scored it all, now on an 8-0 run. And a couple of big free throws coming up for Scowl, trying to stop that momentum for the Cardinals. First one is off the front of the rim short. She'll get another. Free throws have been the bugaboo for both of these teams as you listen to the pregame show with the coaches. Scow eyes it up. Ball in the air. This one is no good. Indies with the rebound, though. They'll keep possession. Inside feed goes to Cassidy Dano. No good. Outside shot from Scow. And the rebound to the Cardinals almost stolen away. Glenn's instead keeps possession, swings it down to nice Scout. Pass. Inside feed, that's to Brown. Nowhere to go with it, but she'll get fouled. Indies with her sixth foul of the second half. Here. I think it's on Dano, number 23. That would be her first. Kaya Scout will get it. No, it's not. No, it's oh, on Scout. That's it. Scow so is, is done for the game. Wow. We'll see what kind of factor that is. She is a tough defensive player who can also take the ball to the hole. And that's a five. No, nope. that's a timeout. Timeout. I think he was scared of the. JB Grandguard beats the five second call by calling timeout. We'll step aside. 33 29, Indy. Back here in Gilmanton, Dave Carlson and Butch Halama. Independence Gilmanton Indies with a four-point lead, but the momentum has all been with the Olivastrom Cardinals. The last few minutes, they've got the ball and a chance to cut that four-point lead even further. Three-point attempt there by Brown is strong off the rim. Ball goes out of bounds, and the Indies will have it. Some of the shooting problems may be due to this gym, you know, you don't play here. I mean, Levistrom hasn't played here at all this year. The Indies have only played, I think this is their third, maybe their fourth game all year, and it's a small gym. I mean, Well, and there's not much behind those backboards no. to, uh, you know, sort yeah. of eye up that shot either. Depth perception. To, you get used to doing things a certain way, and then you got to change. Oh. Cassidy uh, Dano leaves it short. Yeah, she kind of rushed that one. And again, you know, you, you don't need to. Brown with a three-point rebound to the Indies. Kind of a wild layup shot by Shank. Misses. Put back. Another miss. 
And now an off, uh, now wow. a defensive rebound by Sweefelhofer. Shauna, she, uh, Shauna uh, Daniel was saying, wow, she knocked me over. <laughs> they find Brown, and she puts it up and in. Baseline, turnaround, and the lead is two for the Indies. Indies, some desperate need of points. They have been stuck on 33 for a while. 10-0 run for the uh, Cardinals here. Indies almost the ball. They will reset the offense. They're nicely trying to drive baseline. Passes it out high to Kronchinski in the corner. Rebound to the Cardinals for the chance to tie or take the lead with a three-pointer here. Glenn's working against Pronchinski. Sinks it down to Skaug. Now they find Brown baseline. That one won't fall. Indies with the ball. Driving to the basket is Nora Shank. Just can't quite get it to go. But she will be fouled. And again, the Indies at the free throw line with a chance to Get on the board here. Foul was on number 20. Annika Skog, that's her second, third team foul. Shank will shoot two. First is off. No good. Left here in the second half. Game benefit trajectory very well. Could go into overtime. You never know. Could be that possibility. A lot of one time pair. left to play here, but second one is up and good. And finally, stop the bleeding here. Yeah. That bumps the lead back up to three at 34 31 with 425 left. Now, Sweet Buffer loses the handle and then is tied up. Well, on the possession, James will stay with the Cardinals. Here comes Nordstrom checking in quickly for Gunderson. Cardinals, the last uh, three, four minutes, Butch, have done a little bit better job of ball control. Yes, they have. On the other side of it, it seems like forcing it where they don't need to. When you a have that 12-point lead, no. Glenn's three-pointer misses. Oh. And that'll be a turnover. Scout back in for Glenn's giving a little rest here. I don't think she'll be on that bench too long. 4-10 to go in this three-point game. And again, Micaiah Scow out of the game. Five fouls for the Indies. Independence has only scored seven points this half game with minutes to go. That's tough. Indies with the ball here, looking to build on that slim three-point lead. And they try to get it inside. Oh, Dano. And he, he flat out missed that yeah, one. Yeah, that, that went off of. Uh, Sweefelhopper knocked it out. Yeah. Instead, the. Uh, and now what do we got? Now we got a whistle? Well, there was a player at the bench, but the official underneath had handled the ball inbounds already. Yeah, I thought I heard a whistle after I the ball. I think the, the, the half court official had. So we play on. Cardinals down by three. Scout thought about taking the three-pointer. Instead, we'll get it over to Stanford. Almost dribbles it off her foot. Keeps the ball. Now the three-point attempt on the way. 
Wow. Rolls around and almost goes down. Twice but it a miss for Scout. That would have tied the game. Instead, the Indies with the ball and a three-point lead as we tick down towards three minutes left in this half. And now we'll get a foul on Medea Brown. But no, two, number two. Yeah, you're right. That is Spangberg. That's her first, team fourth. Spangberg fouled, but somehow she was the one who ended up on the floor. Yeah, after they called the foul, <laughs> Shank turned and she got her. We got uh, Glentz and uh, Coxlin in for Brown, and uh, they got to have somebody else get off the court. You can't play. They handed the ball to the player with six players on the court. Yeah. That's a technical foul. The officials all missed that. Wow, the officials are having a rough go of it right now. And now we're going to get an offensive foul called against the Indies. And you know, Butch, um, a lot of things coming together here. You can feel the intensity ramping up here in the last couple of minutes. That is the fourth personal foul on number uh, 12, Nora Shank. You're exactly correct. And, you know, we don't want to call out the officials, but they've lost they, control of this They one. started play with six six girls on the floor for Oliva Strum. I don't know how you cannot. Whatever. Perhaps their depth perception is uh, thrown off a little bit by this unique configuration here. I don't know. And now that looked like it might have been a travel. Glenn's throws up kind of an out-of-control Yeah, attempt. I think she forced that one a little. Back the other way. Nicely trying to drive to the hoop. She gets fouled. They'll call that in the act of shooting, and she'll get two. Fouls on number 22. Uh, that is Elizabeth Nordstrom's first team fifth. Nicely will get a pair here. Her first free throw attempts of the night. Double Nicely's first shot up. No good. You know, this has got a little strong off getting the to be there. a mental thing for the green. You know, we talked with Coach Zilla about that previously. They are now they are now five for a fifteen. With number 16 coming here for uh, Arabelle Nisley. Her shot is up and here and good. Nothing but net on that one. That'll bump it back to a four-point lead with 2.37 left. Indies with the lead over the Cardinals. Cardinals with the ball. Almost losing the handle is Brown. Brown drives baseline, leaves it short. Rebound to the Indies. And what are we going to get there? They're calling that one on Skog after they had all the physical contact underneath. It yeah. It's a little questionable. Number 20, Annika Skog picks up her third, team sixth. So we are in bonus free throws here the last 225 here, Dave. Indies will inbound the ball. Bringing it up as nicely. And again, they got the four-point lead here. They don't need to force it, but they do. And I think that's going to go to Black. If, yep. uh, if, if Dana would have let that go out of bounds. Now we're going to confer on this. Yep. Two officials over here. That's a nice thing. They're, they're stopping the ball and they're talking to each other to see who got it. And it's going to stay with the Cardinals here. That was the original call. I think Coach Zilla said, isn't that a jump ball if you both disagree? But he said, no, he had a better view of it. They conferred on it. Now the official will hand the ball to Glenn. She'll inbound it. Spangberg will bring it up over the timeline. 
2-12 left here. They don't have to hurry it. Nope. But you don't want any empty possessions, and this will be. No, they're going to call that off white. I think, uh, was it Dano, 21, came running across? Or she, she did. She flashed across. It looked like the trajectory of the ball changed. It went up. Yeah, I, I think if she doesn't get the finger on it, it was going out of bounds. And now they got to get it in. They need the five-second call. Brown. Now, yep, the Cardinals keep the ball. Oh, and wide open, Medea Brown puts it up and in. They found her on the baseline, and it's 35-33 Indies. A minute 50 left here in the second half. Oh, my gosh. Now the Indies do got to try and score here. As Nora Shank will take it to the hole. Fouled. So if you're the Cardinals, with the way the Indies are shooting tonight, I don't know if... I don't know why you wouldn't follow. Yeah, that follows on number five. That is uh, Albea and Sweeflehopper's fourth, team seventh. Wow, we got quite. <laughs> Shank will shoot two. First is in the air and good. Nothing but net. You can tell by the look on the face of Nora Shank that she knows these are big free throws. Shank becomes the second player for the Indies in double figures. That gives her 10. The lead for the moment at three. This is a big free throw right here. And it's short. Short. Still a one possession game. Oh, wow. Oh, a nice rebound and put back by Shauna Dano. And the lead is five for the Indies. That was huge offensive rebound, huh? It was huge as they come, Butch. Now the Cardinals having a hard time getting the handle on the ball. Glenn's thought about the three, pulls it up over to Sweeflehoffer. Sweeflehoffer will be fouled. You know, the Cardinals like this. That's on Shank. That's her fifth. Who is it on? Did you see, Dan? Number 21, Shauna Dano. That's her third. It is the seventh. Fortunate that that wasn't on Nora Shank. Yeah. That'll send Sweeflehoffer to the line. Is this a one plus one? Clock stopped. Hits the front end of the bonus. Earns the second free throw. The lead at four, 38-34, Indies. Sweeflehoffer, second free throw, missed. Still a four-point deficit for the Cardinals as the Indies bring the ball up. Addison Ponchinski driving right into Avail Sweeflehofer. That one could have gone either way. I thought that. No, uh, she left her feet. I don't think that was a real close one. That's five on Zwiefelhopper. An outstanding game here tonight for her. She finishes. Gunderson will come back and replace her. With three points, sending Addison Pronjinski to the foul line. (laughs) We're getting a little excited here, too. Four-point lead for the Indies. Two free throws from Pronjinski coming up. First is good. Rattles down and good. It wasn't real pretty, but it went in. Back up to a five-point lead here for the Indies. This would make it a six-point lead. Addison Pronchinski's free throw missed. Gunderson with the board. She'll give it to Glenn. Quickly gets it across the timeline. Not a lot of time to waste here. Three-point attempt on the way by Brown. Missed. 
Ball will go over to the Indies. Quite a battle underneath there, but I think it's staying with the Cardinals here, Dave. Cooley went in. Nordstrom takes a seat. Annika Scalgo inbound the ball. It doesn't quite find the handle. Gunderson was right there. Jump take ball, the and that will go to the Indies, I believe. You're correct. So now, Butch, I really think you gotta you got to think about following as quickly as you can. <laughs> well, you can probably take one quick chance at... I think we got a quick timeout here is what we have. It's 39-34. Indies with the lead over Liebestrom. Under a minute left. We'll be back after this short break. And we've got a heck of a ball game going here. 39-34. 57.7 seconds left. Indies with the lead over Liebestrom. Indies will have the ball. And uh, if you're the Cardinals, you got to try to steal that inbound. Well, the Cardinals just realized that Dana was all alone underneath the basket here. And if as you a, can't get that quick steal, I think you got to foul. Uh, yeah, you might have to now because it's a two-possession game here. Oh, yeah. And he's will bring the ball up for Shank. And again, they don't have to force the issue at all here. Wait a minute. That, we'll get the foul. That almost has to be an intentional foul. She fouled her off the ball. Wow. Okay, it's on. I mean, Glenn's fouled. She had to. That's her third. Shank will be at the line to shoot. One shoot and one. One and one. Shank's first free throw. And no oh, good. good. Foul by the Cardinals there. But they got a score. Lenz drives to the lane, puts it up short. Indies with the rebound. Now you got a foul. Doesn't matter who. It almost come up with a steal. almost got the steal. She knocked it out of bounds. Right into her dad's lap, basically. Poked it out of the hands of Pronchinski, but last touched by Black. So the Indies will keep possession. They'll inbound across from the Cardinals bench. Now a quick foul by Glenn's again. That's her fourth, but it's irrelevant now. Shank will so, go to the line. No, this is the double bonus. So Morris Shank, the five-point lead. She makes them both. It's the three-possession game. First off the front of the rim. This... Uh, Tough night at the line, but according to John Zilla, the coach, they've had these before. Norris Schenk pulls her jersey up, wipes some sweat from her brow. Resets for the second attempt here. In the air, and it is no good. Cardinals with the rebound. Glenn brings it up the floor, kind of wildly, drives to the hoop, puts it up and in. And it's 39-36, a timeout by the Cardinals. We'll step aside. And then we'll be back with the exciting back here in Gilmanton where the Independence Gilmanton Indies have a three-point lead and the ball. You know that uh, Levastrum is going to be looking to foul. Well, they're taking Glenn's out here because they, they want her on offense. And she's got those four, four fouls. fouls, so they don't want her having to do the fouling. Indies having a hard time getting the ball in. And that's a five-second well, call. I... Coach Zilla's frustrated. He'd been trying to call a timeout the last two seconds of it. And I don't think they're going to give it to I don't to think them. they are either. The official down on the far end, Butch, put up the five-second 
signal. And now they're having a conversation. Coach Zilla's not going to be happy with the explanation there. Now they're going to talk Whoa. about it. And it gets eerily silent here. <laughs> In a small gym like this, there's no place you're going to have that conversation without somebody hearing what's being said. We can't hear it. I don't think they're giving it to him. I think you're right, Dave. So if it stands, you've seen it, why didn't you call it for me? I was trying to get a timeout. So if it stands here, and it will, the Cardinals have the ball. And they did get Glenn's back in because she's hit two threes here in the Underneath their own basket, down by three with 22.9, and they're in danger of getting a five. Medea Brown thought about the three. will go to the floor, and the ball will stay with the Cardinals. I'm not sure who the white player was that uh, touched yeah, that Yeah, there wasn't push. a white player around that one. I'm a, I'm, I, I could have seen a foul as Glenn's went to the floor. Now 14 seconds left. They're going to have to hurry. Almost stepping out of the bounds is... And now Glenn's, they got to get a shot off. Indies are going to get the ball, and they're going to come down the floor and score. Okay. And that's the ball game, 41-36. The Indies are moving on. To Friday, to Friday night. And we'll find out. I got a score here quick, Dave. Blair Taylor with an upset as they beat Alma Pepin at Alma Pepin 63-57. to The Cardinals had a chance down the stretch, Butch. Couldn't do it. But the Independence Gilmanton Indies playing here at the G House in Gilmanton come away with a big win, 41-36. to We're going to step out for a commercial break, and we'll be back with the... Final statistics, Napa Parts and Performance, player of the game, all of that right after this. Anderson. Back here at the G House in Gilmanton, Dave Carlson and Butch Lama. Indies win the sub-regional uh, tournament opener here, 41-36 to over Oliva Strum. And Butch, you've got some oh, we got final some statistics, I got a, I, unofficial, but I trust Butch's I've got some final lot. scores also. Blair Taylor with a bit of an upset as they beat Elma Pepin at Elma Pepin, 63-57. to I have the last I had was a halftime score between, uh, let me get it here, Elma Center Lincoln and Hillsboro, and that was 22-15 to at half, another low-scoring game. Well, let's look at the uh, visiting Cardinal stats here, first of all. Uh, they were led by... <coughs> Uh, 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 Medea Brown, who 15 points came off the bench and really gave them a spark in that first half, then got them six quick points in that uh, 10 or nothing, 10 0 run there in the second half with 15. Avery Glenn's with nine, five points for Cassidy Coxland. She had those very early in the game. Three points for uh, Vea Zwiefelhofer, and rounding out the scoring with two each were Eliza Kulig and uh, Avery Spanberg. Uh, six for 12 from the free throw line for 50%. They committed 18 personal fouls, and a number of them were at the end when they were forced to foul, which actually worked to them with the way the Indy yeah, shot right. free throws. Here's the, the stat of the game for me, Dave. <laughs> 30 turnovers. You, you turned the ball over 30 times. That's 30 possessions where you didn't get a shot. I mean... You score you, on a quarter of those. Yeah, you're, you, you blow them out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you score on seven of those, eight of those, like you said, a quarter of them. And you, you've got an extra 12, 15 points. Yeah, they're going to have nine months to work on <laughs> yeah, how do we take care of the, the ball. ball better. 
Yep, so uh, let's take a short break here. We want to also say a big shout-out to Jason Mollis at Mollis Insurance right there on Dodge Street in the Holton's building as he's another one of the fine sponsors of the game here tonight. But we'll take a break and come back with the Independence Gilmington stats right after this. And we're back here in Gilmington. Dave Carlson and Butch Lama, 41-36. to The final score is the Independence Gilmington Indies down Oliva Strum in this uh, sub-regional Ball game. The Indies will move on to Friday night. Opponent to be determined. Yeah, that's that winner of that Hillsborough Alma Center Humber Lincoln game. So we'll be keeping. Either an eye way, on that. we have a combination of uh, tournament basketball and final week of the regular season boys basketball. Yeah. This week. Well, let's get through with the Gilmington uh, Gilmington Independence Gilmington stats, and we'll come back and we'll go over that what we've got going on the rest of the week because. Well, although we've got two games in, we're just getting started here, Dave. <laughs> Up to five this week. Yes. Leading the way for the Indies was Nora Shank with 12. Ten points for Cassidy Dano. Seven points for Micaiah Scowl before she fouled out. Five for uh, Arabelle Nisley. Four points off the bench for Shauna Dano. And rounding out the scoring with three was Addison Pronchinski for their 41. Here's where Coach Zillow's going to be upset. <laughs> Eight for 23, 35% Ooh. from the free throw line. That's, and that's a, what kept the Cardinals, the Cardinals in. in the game. And a number of those were front end of bonuses, so it, it was, it's, it's worse. Uh, they committed 15 fouls. A uh, big thing here is they only had 15 turnovers total for the game, so exactly half of, of Oliva's drums. So there was a big part of it, but 8 of 23 from the line is just detrimental to them let's take a short break we'll be back and look what we're doing the rest of the game and we still got the napa parts and performance plus player of the game to get to yet and we're back here in gilmanton where the final score in this one tournament opener for the girls 41 36 independence gilmanton downing oliva strum and uh, as we said we've got a busy week ahead here we for sure, uh, high school basketball. We sure do. We've got two games in as uh, Whitehall made a game of it for most of the game. And then at the end, uh, Fall Creek took care of them, 83-63 to 63 last night. An exciting game all the way here, although Independence did come out and end up with a 12-point lead at the beginning of the ha- second half. But Blair Taylor came right back. Or, I mean, Blair Taylor. <laughs> I was just talking about that. In, no, Oliva Strom came Strum. back and made a game of it with the final being that final score of 41-36. to 36. Points were at a premium here. Uh, this We have a lot to go here Thursday night. We wrap up our regular season on the boys' side as Augusta travels down to Blair Taylor. There's where the Blair Taylor came from. <laughs> Friday night, we will be in Independence as these Independence Gilmington girls will be hosting either Hillsboro or Alma Center. I'm sure Mike will have that in the morning for you, who they'll be playing. And then hopefully we'll be game, having a game Saturday night for a regional final. Uh, we'll probably follow Independence Gilmington if they can beat Lincoln. If they don't, we're going to scramble with it being a Saturday and everything else. I don't know if we'll have a game on Saturday if, if we don't if that team doesn't win. If uh, if somebody wants to get a pickup game that we can broadcast on yeah, Saturday, yeah, we'll probably do that too, yeah. right? Um, so uh, yeah, we got a lot going on. We're still ending up our ice fishing circuit here with a remote on Saturday afternoon up in Osseo at Lake Martha. Buck and Mike will be doing that. Yep. Um, so I'll be listening for a lot. We're going to take one last short break here. You got a score? A, a, not a score, but a non-basketball related high school news note during the game got an email from andy nearing okay. down at blair taylor high school they have a new foot head football oh they coach. do i knew andy was seth dale. Seth seth dale. dale has taken over a player there and a coach there for many years so andy reached out and uh said i know football season's far away but wanted to let you know seth dale's been hired thank you so much for your wonderful coverage of our football program 
It was a pleasure working with you over the years. Take care. That's a nice compliment. Like I said, we'll be back now with just a couple of breaks here with the Napa Parts and Performance Plus Player of the Game. Back here in Gilmanton, and thanks, everybody, for bearing with us through this lengthy post-game show. we got to pay the bills. we yeah, got to get the sponsors in. Big list of sponsors, including Jason <laughs> Molas down at Molas Insurance there on Dodge Street, right in the Holton's building. Jason will take care of all of your insurance needs. Stop by and see him. Tell him that Dave and Butch sent you. And we have reached the point in the broadcast that everybody is waiting for the napa parts and performance player of the game and we're going to delay it just a second oh, i just okay. got an update we've got a final score as the alma center uh lincoln uh hornets have beaten uh hillsborough 42 to 33 so All we right. will have uh independence gilmington in independence friday night hosting lincoln in a rematch of a game we did here not that long ago now getting to that napa parts and performance plus player of the game brought to you each and every game by mike and seth benedict with locations in blair and independence uh stop in and see them for all of your auto part needs they carry agricultural parts they carry commercial parts and they also have the auto center 2.0 you didn't make it. Uh, Auto Center 2.0. Blair, angle, stop it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Nate, uh, there were some options here tonight. I thought Cassidy Dano came out and did a great job in that first half sure with did. eight points. Uh, Makaya Scal, before she fouled out, did a good job. Even uh, Shauna Dano, the freshman, came off the bench and gave them some big minutes, especially when Scal fouled out. But we're going to go with uh, number 12, Nora Shank. Uh, led the way with 12 points. She handled the ball an awful lot. Had a little bit of a tough night at the free throw line. But at the end, she got the steal and the big layup. So Nora Shank is the Napa Parts and Performance Plus player of the game. I concur 100%. She handled the ball a lot, and with only 15 turnovers total, they did a nice job. Some long faces on the the girls from Oliva Strum here as their season comes to an end. But I I tell you what, Butch, mark it right down now. I think that Oliva Strum is going to be a force in the next next year year or two. two. I think them and Independence with all the youth we've seen here tonight, this is going to be a fun contest for the next three years. All right, so that closes out our game here tonight. Andy Gilmanton moves on to Friday night with a 41-36 victory over Oliva Strum. For Butch Lama, I'm Dave Carlson, inviting you to join us Thursday night for Boys High School Hoops right here on 102.3 FM, your source for high school sports, WHDL. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game between Olivas Drum and Independence Gilmington. Our game was brought to you by Independence State Bank, AMPI, Arcadia Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, Starwood Raptors, Hockness Tax and Accounting, SNS Wood Products, Intech, Strum Locker, Feedy Well Drilling, Arcadia Credit Union, Central Builder Supply, Gross Motors, Gunderson Tri-County Rehabilitation Services, Midwest Natural Gas, Pank Chiropractic Relief and Wellness Center, Riverland Energy, Stockman's of Osseo, Tricor Insurance, Osseo Automotive, Mondovi Insurance, Tri-County Communications, Simmons Roofing, Wamini State Bank, Bushy's Meat Market, G-Mart, Blade Millworks, Lebo's, Matchy's Chimney Rock Septic Service, Donna Mays Panther Cafe, Everton Tax Service, Alliance Bank, Napa of Mondovi, Eagle Peak Processing, The Locker Room, Old Mill Hair Salon and Tanning, Edison Funeral Home, Brightside Electric, JoJo's Drive-In, Co-op Credit Union, Mondovi Hardware, Adam Street Laundry, International Ingredients, 
Pro Country Action Service, Tammy Simmons, your Remax Realtor, Mullis Insurance Agency, Napa Parts and Performance of Blair and Independence. This has been a presentation of WHL Sports. Join us Thursday night for boys high school basketball action as the Gus Beavers take on the Blair Taylor Wildcats on your hometown location for high school sports. Now back with the greatest hits in Wisconsin's Highland on 102.3 WHTL. Oh, <laughs>